Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. So I'm just gonna jump in here and say that we are doing something totally different today and that we are talking about a movie, but instead of watching it, we are just both talking about a movie that we saw several years ago just based on what we remember. So we're really leaning into that conversation type of podcast where this is basically just gonna be like you with your friends reminiscing about a movie that you last watched 10 years ago it's straight nostalgia and it's also straight napoleon dynamite <laughs> this time instead of watching something and then wishing we had kept the nostalgia goggles on we're throwing out the first part of that equation and just diving in headfirst nostalgia style with no notes because fuck notes i'm not reading a <laughs> wikipedia article about this i'm just telling you exactly what i remember so i'm gonna get a lot of things wrong <laughs> and the only reason i've got the wikipedia article open is to like remember people's names and i do not plan on correcting kate at all any tweets sent to us correcting our <laughs> plot summary will be summarily ignored and made fun of oh boohoo they said we were wrong well go fuck yourself carol <laughs> i don't know so this is a movie that came out in 2004, Napoleon Dynamite. We all know it. We all love it. And we're not going to watch it again. I think like more more succinctly or like actually more like accurately, we all loved it. Because <laughs> it's been a while. It definitely was like a, a very, very specific type of humor that was just peak 2000s. Peak geared towards an 11 going on 12 year old, which is what I was in 2004. <laughs> So, why Napoleon Dynamite? Because I didn't want to have to watch a movie this week. I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you had seen it. I knew we could talk about it without watching it again. And also, I really liked it when I was, like, 11. (laughs) Yeah, who didn't, honestly? Like, I actually had a t-shirt based on the movie and no it was not vote for pedro it was actually lifted from the movie it was a drawing of a liger i think the shirt says something like not a lion not a tiger just an awesome liger something like that and because i mean like pretty much my my typical outfit was a stupid graphic tee and baggy blue jeans because it was the 2000s (laughs) welcome to 2004 Your outfit is terrible. (laughs) My most recent memory of Napoleon Dynamite, which keep in mind was still like 2010, I want to say. I went over to my grandma's apartment where she was living. It was like an assisted living. And I'm like sitting there with her hanging out with my grandma and I'm flipping through the channels and MTV has Napoleon Dynamite. And if no one's if anyone listening to this has not seen Napoleon Dynamite. There is a great scene where they're trying to do, like, ramp jumps. They all have, there's, like, a little ramp, and everyone's trying to do jumps off it. Well, when Napoleon goes on the ramp, it just breaks, and he just, like, severely racks himself. It's very funny. It's the height Mm -hmm. of comedy. Anyway, so I watch that. I chuckle. And then I, like, flip off the channel, and my grandma, who sounded like 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 a pterodactyl, and I'm allowed to make fun of her. And also, she's dead, so she'll never hear this. She sounded like this. She was like, Kate, turn it back. And I was just like, oh, God. Like the bird teacher from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> yeah, the bird teacher from Jimmy Neutron wants to watch Napoleon Dynamite. So I watched the rest of Napoleon Dynamite with my grandma, and that was the last time I saw her. Oh, wow. I didn't know that part. <laughs> Dark. And well, then she died. It's because she, she finally saw Napoleon Dynamite, so she was done. Yeah, she was like, all right, this is, this is the only thing I had left to do. This was the only thing left on my bucket list. <laughs> Sorry, Edna. I think before I want to 
delve into plot because honestly we're not going to really discuss plot because we're just basically discussing it from how we remember okay is uh i want to talk a little bit about like the cultural impact of napoleon dynamite which is like it's strange because like it is just a like quirky weird comedy but the fact that it was like such a like indie film with such a weird concept actually has uh coined a term called the napoleon dynamite problem uh, which is used to describe the phenomenon where quirky films such as Napoleon Dynamite, uh, I Heart Huckabees, A Lost in Translation, they are difficult for re- researchers to create algorithms <laughs> to predict whether or not a viewer will like the film. Like, that's a perfect example of it right there. I don't think any researcher would ever be able to uh, predict whether or not your elderly grandmother would have liked and enjoyed Napoleon Dynamite. Here's the thing. I don't know if she actually liked it. I think she just liked to see people get hurt. <laughs> wow. Okay, grandma. Well, um, <laughs> uh, but basically, like, it was crazy that this indie film which like john heater was paid like a thousand dollars to star in it had a budget of like four hundred thousand it had that big of a budget i know right like that's actually a little surprising i thought it was like i thought it was like the whole movie had like a seven thousand dollar budget probably that's what the um short film had you know the the liberal media had to say about it. Because <laughs> this yeah. is actually based on a short film that was like, people really liked it. And they're like, okay, let's make a film out of it. And it ended up grossing $44 million, almost $45 million. What's amazing is that John Heater was like 35 when he shot this movie. <laughs> okay, that's wrong. It, he was like, he was like in his late 20s or something like that. 2004. Yeah, he was like a lot older than... <laughs> Than Napoleon is supposed to be. And honestly, like, no matter what John Heater does, he really can't escape the Napoleon Dynamite typecasting. He's just not, he's just Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he really is. You know, he's got a twin brother. Really? I did not know that. Apparently. I mean, I'm pretty sure. This is like something I, I think I, like, I, I read <laughs> and I remember or I had a dream about. <laughs> and I'm not going to look it up. No fact checking on this show. None. Especially not the nostalgia episode. <laughs> Okay, so full-on nostalgia style, set the scene. When was the first time you watched this movie? Not with your grandma. Not with my grandma? Uh, in theaters. Oh, okay. So did you go with friends? In the goddamn movie theater. I went with my mom and she hated it. <laughs> was it the kind of like mom hate where you can pick up on it and it makes you nervous? Like you're like checking over, like looking at them? You're looking at her and you're just like, we're not going to leave in the middle. I need you to know that. <laughs> this isn't Mighty Joe Young. This isn't Mighty Joe Young, mother. We are not going to leave in the middle. You were watching all of this. And then I remember when the movie came out on DVD, I was really excited. And I went and bought it like that day (laughs) with like all the money I had because I was 12. Uh, So (laughs) I actually legitimately cannot remember in what context I watched this movie, probably on a DVD release. But it's one of those like floaty like memories I have of watching this movie where like the actual quoting it and, like, referencing it lasted way longer than me watching the movie, so I don't remember that part. But, so, (laughs) whatever the case, you in the theater, me probably at home, this movie was, like, I don't think, I I can't really think of any movie that compares to this movie. Like, not in, like, oh, this movie is perfect, but, like, comparable style. Um... Not that came out beforehand, at least. Before, okay, no, no, no. I was going to be like, there was a shit ton after. Yeah, that's for sure. And they all had John Heater. 
Okay, let's actually just go right into us mangling this plot. And, like, Absolutely. mangling it because we have not seen it. Okay, so, <laughs> there is a, a boy, a, a man, a boy. A man boy. Named Napoleon Dynamite. He exists with <laughs> hair and teeth. Big hair, and a brother, big teeth. <laughs> and a grandma, and a llama, and an uncle. And the llama's name is Tina. <laughs> I have a feeling this is not going to go well. <laughs> Okay, so he, him and his older brother, who is, is it Kip or Kip? Kip. Kip. <laughs> so, um, okay. He met his girlfriend on an internet chat room. <laughs> and they don't think she's real. Like, they're pretty sure she's not real. But she's gonna come see him. And anyway, they're always, like, bullying each other, which is hilarious because they should not be bullying anyone. And then their super cool gra- grandma goes out to the sand dunes and gets in a, like, a buggy accident, so she has to be in the hospital for a while. <laughs> so she calls their uncle. And we never hear what actually happened to their parents now that I realize it. Or maybe we do. It's been eight years since I've seen this movie. Honestly, I didn't even remember about the bike accident, so I'm already floored by your knowledge of oh, this yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, no. So, like, she goes out to the sand dunes because she's super fucking cool, and she gets in, like, a like an ATV accident and, like, has to, like, be in the hospital. So her, their terrible uncle Rico comes to stay with them and, like, eats all the steaks. And you always see, like, Napoleon <laughs> trying to feed the llama with, like, fucking bean casserole. And it's like, you fat, Tina, you fat Tina, lord. You fat lord, come eat some dinner. Something that I still say <laughs> when I, like, make anything too fatty. Like, I'm just, like, frying something in bacon <laughs> grease. I'm just like, Tina, you fat lord. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, I am Tina and Napoleon. So, um, being a person is very multifaceted and cool. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Napoleon has a friend who he meets because I think, is Pedro like an exchange student? Is Pedro a new student? Yeah. He's a transfer student from Juarez, Mexico. Oh, nice. Nice. So he comes. I'm say like a normal person. He's from Mexico. He's from Mexico. <laughs> Juarez, Mexico. <laughs> become really good friends and he decides and Pedro decides to run for class president and Napoleon Dynamite just wants a date for the dance. So of course he goes after the two hottest girls in the school. One is named Trish and the other one is Haley Duff. <laughs> and her name's Summer. And I remember that. And and I remember that. He also makes friends with a with a nerdy geeky girl named Deb. 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 And it's Tina Margarino. And she, yeah, with, she's with got like a side two ponytails. Pony. No, right? no, no, just a side ponytail. Oh, wait. Oh, just a side. That's very important detail. Side. Is it a side pony or is it two side ponies? I think you're right. I think it is a side pony. It's definitely a side pony, but it might be two side ponies like on top of each other. Oh God. I'm not looking it up. I don't want to know. But if you want to know, <laughs> and then tell me later, I'm not gonna be mad. <laughs> but so, no, like, sorry, I can't many, look. How many? Side I can't look anything up too until many side ponies. <laughs> two. Two is too many. <laughs> Two. <laughs> well, uh, the only thing I really remember about Deb, I think she has like a photography studio. She works for a glamour shots company in the mall. Yes. Okay. On my and also part she drinks one percent milk. She drinks one percent milk, even though she could drink whole milk because she's not fat. But anyway, so um, <laughs> she uh uh oh shit um. She works at the glamour shots, like, place at the mall, and she tries to get Napoleon to do glamour shots by showing him, like, a picture of, a like, a nicely done glamour shot, but he just keeps the photo and says that it's his girlfriend who lives in Oklahoma. 
And I remember being like, that's where I live. That's where I live. <laughs> Representation in the media is very important. Mention that he wants to, like, find a girl for the dance. So another amazing part of this movie is when Napoleon decides... Uh, I think, I can't remember, I think he probably asks someone for advice on how to get, a, an, impress a girl. So he decides to give Trisha a gift. It's a wonderful drawing. <laughs> yes, he spends like hours drawing this f- picture and <laughs> delivers it to Trisha's mom. Apparently it does work, but in a really roundabout way. And honestly, I'm cheating. I'm going off the Wikipedia because I don't, all I remember is that he got a picture. It's like I spent like four hours shading your upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, their uncle Rico uh, tells stories about Napoleon to Trisha's mom, who then forces her daughter to accept Napoleon's request. They go to the dance together, but then, like, runs off because she doesn't like him, and Deb decides to dance with him instead. And then, yeah, Pedro runs for class president. He doesn't realize that he has to do, like, a skit. So by this time, Kip's girlfriend, LaFonda, actually has shown up. She is real. She's so tall and she's really thick. It's great. And she gives Napoleon this stupid song, like CD. No, it's a cassette tape. I'm sorry. It's a cassette tape. He gives her, she gives him, she gives him a cassette tape. It's important. Very important. She gives him a cassette tape and he basically puts it into the, like a boom box and does like an improvised dance that I'm pretty sure at one point I knew. (laughs) Considering you knew all of the rap from Mean Girls, I'm not surprised that you would know the dance from Napoleon Dynamite. I bet I did them both at the same time. That's the kind of person (laughs) I was. Yeah, he does this dance and Pedro's like, I'll make all your wildest dreams come true. And then he uh does a dance and it's it's amazing and great and everyone cheers and Haley duff is really pissed <laughs> my favorite part is at the beginning of the movie it's not my favorite part there's a lot of good parts of this movie but at the beginning of the movie when he's in the sign language club <laughs> he's doing that like that love is a razor song <laughs> it's like the butterflies from what i remember i guess like deb and napoleon have a falling out over something but the end of the movie they meet outside the school and then like doesn't like don't you don't you forget about me play? Yeah. <laughs> How did they afford that song? Who knows? That's probably what the majority of the four hundred thousand dollar budget. That was, was. three hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> yeah, that was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Just the song, so that don't you believe? About, uh, don't you believe about me? Oh, fuck off! Don't you don't believe, you believe about, about me? me. Uh, don't don't you don't don't, me. don't don't you no, forget about we, me? Please. We can't afford we can't afford to sing the right song. Oh so. yeah, we can't we can't afford to actually name that song. We have to say. Don't it, you don't believe, believe about, about stopping believing me? <laughs> So <laughs> don't you dare stop believing <laughs> the, the new soundtrack from your favorite trashy podcast. Guess what you're going to hate. Don't you believe about. Don't you believe about don't stopping. Don't you believe about stopping. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. What else would be on our, on our CD? Smooth by Santana. <laughs> smooth. But it, we can't call it smooth. It's like creamy, like smooth. No, 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 no. no. Um, 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 okay, smooth. Um, like, um, like a. Uh, 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 like ironed. <laughs> silky. <laughs> silky by... Ooh, ooh. No, just silk. Silk by... Just like the uh, snook. By uh, Rick Tommy. Tan, of... tan Santa. Tan Santa. And, um... Featuring Rick and... Tommy of the band, um... L- Zippo Lighters Lighter. 21. Zippo Lighter 21. Zippo Lighter off 21. The, off the... Grammy Award winning album 
supernatural. <laughs> and then that's where we get hit by the by the takedown. And they're like, how dare you say the name of that album? You get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. And the podcast is ruined. Another thing that I really like about Napoleon Dynamite is at the end, he like when they like reconcile, he's like, um, he says, like, I caught you a delicious bass, which comes out of nowhere, except there was a deleted scene where him and Pedro go, like, fishing in the nasty creek by his house. <laughs> and, like, like, catch, like, a half-dead fish. Because they're like, what do girls like? <laughs> they like when men can provide for them or something like that. <laughs> and that's where every tender guy got like the fish idea from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Isn't there also okay, so Kip and LaFonda get married at the end and he does like a rap or a song, right? I don't remember that. I remember him wearing I remember him I mean, I'm pretty I remember sure her Kip putting like the rap song. like the like the like the I remember her like putting like a do rag and like a chain on him. But I don't remember him singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it goes like <laughs> I love I love technology, but not as much as I love you. But I still love technology, always and forever. Oh, I do remember that actually. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that was like one of my like MySpace notes or something that was on some forum that I had or page for a long time. So <laughs> so bad. Anyway, this trashy episode. All to say, um, if you have watched this movie. I don't know. If you can watch, if you can make a time machine, go back to when you were 12 and watch this movie, like do that, but probably don't watch it now. There's actually a lot of like stuff to do about the impact of the film, like the stuff surrounding like the production of the film. Didn't like they sell like a lot of tots after this movie. Oh yeah. Like tots are because, so there's like iconic scenes in the cafeteria where like Napoleon Dynamite. It's not even the cafeteria. It's just like. It's like in just class in class. He just has a bunch of tater tots yeah. in his in his cargo. And his like pants. Velcro c- cargo pocket. <laughs> and he's eating them out of this pocket, and when he won't share them, this kid just kicks them into a paste. <laughs> Give me some of your tots. Do you remember that scene where the farmer shoots the the cow? No. <laughs> he like he's like it's the old neighbor. It's the old farmer who lives across the street from Napoleon, and he's like fucking with a shotgun, and he's like trying to get it loaded, and he like. Pulls, he's like shooting this cow because it's like sick or something. But as soon as he like gets the gun up and shoots it, the school bus comes. <laughs> and you see all these kids screaming. Oh my god. No, I'm so, I must have blocked it out. <laughs> and then Napoleon gets on the school bus and like just drags an action figure from the back window for like 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. I can never watch this movie again because it's so funny inside my brain, but I know if I watch it, I will fucking hate um, it. <laughs> so apparently, this is something I didn't know until just now, actually. The writers were like, hey, John, you like to dance. Actually, here's the quote. John, I hear you're a pretty good dancer. I've seen you boogie. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> this is John Heater's words. And Heater was like, well, I like to dabble. I like to mess around sometimes. But they said, okay, we're going to have you dancing in the movie as the climax. It's going to make or break the film. When it came to shooting the dance scene, which is iconic and it's great. I mean, like, if Isn't I can- that like a Jamiroquai song. I don't care. Am I okay? I guess like don't correct me if I'm wrong. Like I don't yes, want to know. Yes, it's what, Canned Heat by Jamiroquai. It's a Jamiroquai song. Since they only had a four hundred thousand dollar budget, they only had one roll of film left because this is back when you actually had to use rolls of film, which meant they only had ten and a half minutes left to shoot. So this one scene, they had to nail it in ten minutes. 
And that's what made it. And it did make the movie, I think. It's a pretty good movie. Like, as far as I remember, and I'm not going to go back to watch it. (laughs) I refuse. I refuse to watch that movie again because I like it so much in my brain. Apparently, also, they didn't know, because it's an independent film, they didn't know what song they get the rights to. And they thought Jamiroquai might be too expensive. So he danced to three different songs. Oh, he said that was half their budget. I liked the idea that that like they he just danced and they just put a song over it like that was like to nothing in particular I thought that would have been really funny but you know you can't always get what you want uh, no you can't say that because that's another song you can't always get um you you can al- never always never get what you what you don't want <laughs> you can never get what you don't want yes nailed it Okay. So my final comment about the impact this movie had was that I actually just snopes this to see if this was just like something that was passed around and like MySpace notes or chain emails. Why are you fucking looking at notes? No, it's it's Snopes. No, but I'm saying notes. Why are you looking at anything? This is a pure (laughs) nostalgia episode. Well, uh, because I think it's just like I wanted to know the actual language. Okay, do the snopes. Idaho passed a resolution to praise this movie. Basically, and there's huge legalese here, but basically because it's set in Idaho, it, it, it like, apparently increased tourism and also tater tots. No, it didn't. That's what, the, that's what the resolution says. And also, since tater tots Who the fuck watched Napoleon Dynamite featured. and went... Who the fuck watched Napoleon Dynamite and was like, I gotta go I gotta, to there. I have to go to there. <laughs> I want to go to there. Um, Get out of here, Liz Lemon. So apparently, God. because tater tots are so prominently shown in this film they were like yeah this promotes our most famous export potatoes and also potatoes the friendship between napoleon and pedro furthered multi-ethnic relationships potatoes and pedros <laughs> also saying that napoleon using a bicycle uh green energy shows alternatives to- yeah it's green energy it's alternatives. he also writes the oh bus. my god grandma's trip to the saint anthony sand dunes highlights a long honored idaho vacation i told you she went to the sand dunes and she got really hurt <laughs> <laughs> there's like a ton of stuff here just look it up look up the idaho resolution for napoleon dynamite also like another fun thing about idaho is watching a cow get shot <laughs> that's not oh my god it does actually say the beef industry on here what is it i just closed the tab but i need to know <laughs> control f beef the prevalence of cooked steak as a primary food group pays tribute to Idaho's beef industry. No mention about the dead cow, though. Or the or the children suffering. I laughed really hard at that part, but no. <laughs> my my favorite part, well, this is one of my favorite parts of that movie is just watching Napoleon, like, drag that, that action figure. <laughs> it's a stupid movie. I will never watch it again because I love it too much. I don't know if this movie episode deserves a crime based off of it, but I would say that it's probably a crime to do a movie episode <laughs> where you don't watch the movie. No, 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 no. We both watched the movie. It was just a while ago. We're arrested for podcast crimes. <laughs> Whatever. I should be arrested for different <laughs> crimes than that. Like, all the actual crimes I've done. <laughs> like, all the times we've sung songs on this podcast that we didn't have the rights to. Copyright infringement. <laughs> but if you're gonna do a crime, if you're gonna do a crime, I think you should... Eat tater tots. <laughs> That's a crime now. No, it's not a crime. No, it's not. It's not a cr- With our president? God, no. Have you seen him? <laughs> no. If you're going to do a crime, you should almost definitely break into a high school, play Jamiroquai over the uh, intercom, and do a dance. That'll probably get you on some sort of list. <laughs> yeah, a list of someone with good taste because you played Jamiroquai. <laughs>
<laughs> Apparently there was also a TV show, an animated sitcom based on the movie set in 2012. Fucking hate it. I did not watch it. I have no claims about whether it's good or not. I'm assuming it's probably very bad. Oh, I don't know. I just fucking hate that they made that. I fucking hate it. I'm not going to do I'm it. assuming it's very, very bad. It's no. Um, another crime you could do is find the, the person who made the Napoleon Dynamite animated <laughs> series. No, I say that maybe the crime is actually making an animated series or sequel of anything that should just be rooted firmly in nostalgia from 10 plus years ago we don't need to revisit that shit they already did the crime and now they got to do the time so what i'm saying is find them (laughs) the time is that they have to listen to us very badly recap this movie over and over again they're not fucking listening to this no but that's their punishment if we find them we put this oh we're just gonna like water torture them but with like a podcast that sucks (laughs) with our vocal fry (laughs) With our vocal fry and our, our bad... vocal tots. You know what's bad? Though, so fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. This podcast is over. This podcast is over forever. I'm never doing another episode of this podcast with you ever again. You have to find a new co-host. I know it's not that hard because you always have guest hosts, but this is over. And I'm never actually here, but this is over forever. And I'm done. I'm done with you. I am done with you. Vocal tots, get the fuck out of here. Actually, it's a pretty good joke. It's a pretty good joke. If you want to yell at me about my puns, you can find us on Facebook at Guess What You're Gonna Hate, on Twitter at Hate Podcast, Instagram as well, and on our website, hatepodcast.com. I accept no fact checking. Yeah, if you try to fact check this episode, you're fucking dumb. Also, no (laughs) one's listening to this because as soon as you said vocal tots, they all turned it off. (laughs) Your mistake. Don't you never forget about believing. Uh, you can't, you, you can <laughs> smooth. <laughs> Turn it off. It, we're done. <laughs>